0: Tonight, really, uh, honestly, the whole week, I've just been feeling that we keep on focusing just on Jesus. The scripture says, look unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Man, I don't want to take my eyes off Jesus. I want to keep on looking at him. And the scripture that I want to use tonight is out of Psalm 103, verse 2, that says, forget not all his benefits. So, Father, tonight, as you remind us of what you've done on the cross for us, what you've done for us, Jesus, Father, that you've sent your Son, Holy Spirit, that you empower us tonight, Lord. I pray that each person tonight will just be reminded again and again and again how good you are, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And those that don't know, that they will see to serve Jesus has got benefits that is out of this world. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We do have benefits that's out of this world, eh? I mean, the benefits, I don't want benefits that's benefiting me on earth. There's some. and That's great. But the benefits of serving the Lord is out of this world. It's for a future. It's what's coming. Spending time with Jesus for eternity, man. That's what I want to do. I'm, Every day is one day closer to the coming of the Lord. And I anticipate that. And the amazing thing is that the disciples, they lived with that tension in their hearts constantly saying, come Lord Jesus, come. Listen, life on earth is lacquer. It's beautiful. It's awesome having a beautiful wife and kids and, you know, and the ocean and all that. And every morning I say thank you to the Lord. I live in Mossel Bay. I live for eight years in Otsurin. It's a beautiful place, but it was a dry place for six years. So I'm thankful of all of those things, but what is to come? Man, what is to come if we can just see a glimpse of that? If we can just taste of glory divine, that little bit, just, Lord, sometimes let us just taste that little bit of heaven, just a little bit. I think I've once been in a meeting. It was just like a little meeting in somebody's house, a guy strummed a guitar, and I felt like the Lord took me up into heaven. I'm not going to be like Paul that says, I know of a man that went into the third heaven or anything like that. But it was like literally allowed me to peek over the wall and literally put my head into heaven for a split second. And and it was just like, it was so amazing. I can't explain it to you. I'll have to speak in tongues to explain it to you. And, And ever since then, I was like, Lord, I want to taste that again. I want to taste that, that, that little bit of heaven that I've just tasted. And this is it. This is part of it, living it out and, and, and walking with you guys and being in church. And, and, but there's a fellowship that's coming, my friends, that we all need to look forward to. And I want you to get hungry for that. So tonight, turn with me in your Bible, Sue. I already said in the prayer what, we, what we're going to read. There we go. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Oh my soul. You see, what, what he's writing there is he's saying, my mind, my emotions, and my will, because that's your soul. That's the part that needs to bless the Lord. Your spirit wants to bless the Lord always, because it's a renewed spirit. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you. He will always bless the Lord. But the, the, the place where we need to make a decision To bless the Lord is in my soul, in my mind. I need to renew my mind, take captive those thoughts, all those things that want to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, the Bible says. Those things, those idols that put themselves above Jesus, That's more important. I'm worried about a meeting that i have tomorrow morning. That's consuming me. Like, no, that's an idol. Put it underneath Jesus because Jesus is worthy, man. Let me think about him rather than the problems of tomorrow. What are you guys writing tomorrow? Matrix? Vizcender. Vizcender. Vizcender more. I'm so glad you do not have So, do So, like, think about it, but don't think about it. I wanted to commit suicide because I thought so much about mathematics in Standard 9. Serious because you exalt that thing. My soul, bless the Lord. And then he says this, forget not all his benefits. So let's look at some of these things. For us as Christians, for us as disciples of Jesus Christ, there's a whole lot of benefits. There's a whole lot of reasons why we should follow Jesus. There's a whole lot of reasons why we can walk with him. And I would like to To look at some of these privileges, these benefits of being a devoted follower of Jesus. I'm so glad we read that scripture in Acts chapter 2. You see, the devotion doesn't come like I ask you to devote yourself. You devote yourself. Give yourself wholeheartedly. And Paul later on prays something beautiful and he prays it over the church and he says this, I am so afraid. I'm so afraid, and I keep on praying for you, church, that you will be deceived like Eve was deceived by the snake. That you will be deceived by the things of this world, and it will pull you away from a pure and sincere devotion to Christ. I don't want you to walk away from a pure and sincere. I want you to continue till that day that either Jesus comes to fetch us, or you die and you're going to be with the Lord. That you keep on keeping on. But you need to focus on these things. You need to to set your heart. You need to make a decision in your soul and say, soul, bless the Lord. So one of the first things, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 to 5. There's going to be quite a bit of scripture. I'm so thankful that we have the overhead boards tonight. If you're making notes, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 and 5. Even as he, Jesus, chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ according to, to the purpose of his will. Benefit number one is that we are called and we are chosen by him. We are called by him. We are chosen by him through from 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 the beginning like but but god you know that i will sin god you know that i will he says yes while you were a sinner jesus died on the cross for you but lord can i can i just can i just become a better person and maybe go two three weeks to church and and then maybe you can save me then i'll I'll look better now he says Don't worry, my son, my daughter. I called you. I've chosen you before the foundation of the earth. What a benefit. I can stop there. We can chew on this for the next six months that you are called and chosen by God. There's nothing in you. There's nothing in you that was beautiful and attractive. The only thing that is beautiful and attractive is Jesus Christ. And when the father sees that, he says, that's beautiful. The blood of my son that paid the price. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And then we can enter in boldly, the Bible says, into the throne room of grace. The second thing is in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God, I love the but gods in the Bible. But God, rich in mercy. But God shows His love, This that verse, for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The second thing is, Jesus is our Savior. He died on the cross for us that our sins may be forgiven. For those of you that have been following and coming to Foundations, it's a very important fact and that you need to understand that you are forgiven that you cannot pay for your own sin. Romans 6:23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God. Now, first and foremost, who wants to pay a wage? No one. I don't want to pay a price. Who wants a free gift? Me. I love free stuff. My friends say I have a free stuff anointing. I don't know what that means. But I love free stuff, man. I love free stuff. And the amazing thing is that Jesus gave something for free. He gave me life. And he says, I call you forgiven. It's not what I could do. I could do nothing. My friends, in actual fact, there was nothing in me that was looking for God. I was perfectly happy as I thought. With my own life. I was perfectly content being God of my own life and in control of my own life, making my own decisions. I told Jesus, but God, but God, He actually reached out and grabbed hold of my dead life because I was dead in my sin. The Bible says I wasn't alive. I wasn't even breathing, but I was cool. I was cool because I was dead. I was dead, man. The third thing, because they follow on one another, the third thing is the benefits of the Lord is this Ephesians chapter 3, 1 verse 6. Sorry. To the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved, we are accepted. Some translation says we are accepted in the beloved by his grace. I could not enter into the throne room of God because I was separated. My sin separates me from God because God is a holy God and I deserve death. If I would walk through the doors of that throne room, I would die in the presence of a holy God. But God, rich in mercy, but God, rich in mercy, he is showing us forgiveness. He is extending, you know, like a king, he would extend a scepter of acceptance and say, you can come closer to me. Esther, it happened to her in that book. So the king accepts you. He says, you can come closer, but it's not I am closer. I'm coming closer. No, no, no. I've got an advocate that walks with me. His name is Jesus. What the Father sees, what the judge sees is Jesus. He sees, and I need to be hidden. The Bible says, I live and I move and I have my being in Christ Jesus. So every move I make, and I know I'm not quoting a a sting song, a police song, not at all. But it's almost like that. There was a song like that. Every move I make, I'm making you. You make me move, Jesus. That's a beautiful song. But that's it. I move in Him. There you guys have it, eh? Yeah, take it in. Hey, hey, there we go. In the background, I've got a choir going. But we move in Him. So, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Where do I go, Lord? Who do I speak to? Because if you have a boring day, it's your own fault eh, as a Christian. God gives you lots of opportunities to preach the gospel. And please don't say, like Francis of Assisi, and then maybe use words. Because A, Francis of Assisi didn't say that, just by the way. Let's just dispel that one quickly. Go Google it, if you don't believe me. And then secondly, use words, man. How will they hear unless we tell them what's happening in my life? I mean, it's not going to be through osmosis. I'm just going to stand next to you and you're just going to get saved. Now, do you want to get saved, brother? Share Jesus. Share that forgiveness. You're not just going to stand next to a guy and he's just going to receive the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Pray for them by laying on of hands. Love them. Hug them. Care for them. Is this good? Sure, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. (laughs) The next one, Galatians. I'm gonna sing soon, soon, soon. There's gonna be a, I'm gonna sing. You guys are driving me to singing. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. And because you are sons and daughters, obviously. God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, crying, Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. God is our father. And we have spent a lot of time around that when we looked at the, the prayer that Jesus modeled for us. And he said, Our Father who are in heaven. So God is our Father. And we can have a personal relationship with Jesus and with the Father. A personal. You don't serve Jesus via your wife or, or via your com leader or via your pastor. No, no, no. You can have a personal relationship. That's a benefit. 504 years ago, that couldn't happen. The church wouldn't allow you to do that. You had to go to Mass to a priest that must hear from God, and only he can read from the Latin Bible. You didn't have a Bible. So nobody had a personal relationship, or they felt like they couldn't have one, until one man said, Luther, I've had enough. And he takes some stuff. You know, he was the first guy that actually went and Pin something on somebody's board. He actually nailed it to a door. Things that the church should change. And the reformation started with Luther. And he says, you can read the Bible for yourself. You can hear from God for yourself. And the just shall live by faith. Not by their works. Because of Jesus John 3.16, we all know this. I'm reminding you tonight. Paul often says this, by reminder. He says to young Timothy, by reminder. John 3.16, we all know this. But do you understand that you have eternal life? Right now, you are an eternal being. You are a spiritual being having an earthly experience. That's who you are. Well, oh, I, I, I'm a body. No, no, no. Somewhere your spirit and your soul needs to go after this. You don't just fall off the edge. Everything goes dark. And then you come back as a silkworm. They say reincarnation is making a comeback. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry for that one. We can delete that. <laughs> Did you get it? Did you go? Okay, cool. Jeez, you guys are slow. We have eternal life. We have, not because, again, of what you've done. Because of what Jesus has done. You have eternal life. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says that, wait, but you will receive power. By dunamis power, it's it's got nothing to do with dynamite. Okay, dynamite didn't exist in the time when they wrote this. Sorry, I'm dispelling a few things for some people here tonight. Just exegetically, we need to be correct as well. Biblically correct and spiritually accurate. So, power that we receive there. Why do we receive power? Not to go shakabahaya for somebody. And somebody falls over. No, no, no. Power will come on you when the Holy Spirit come upon you and you will be? So we receive power to be witnesses. Do you want to know what that word witness means in the original Greek? Martyr. Exactly the same word that's used as for martyr. In other words, will you, are, you, are you ready to die for your faith? But the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you to be a witness, to be a martyr for Jesus. Man, what a way to go. What a way to to live. The Holy Spirit lives in us, giving us power to witness to the new life that's in Jesus Christ. I don't even have to do this by myself. He helps me. The next thing is in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, that thing that, that Luther said, we have peace. And the word there is shalom. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Bible says you were God's enemy because of sin. But now you and I have peace. Let me just read to you quickly what this word shalom means. It means completeness or wholeness, it means health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectness, fullness, rest. Harmony and the absence of agitation or discord. That is when we have peace with God. So if you lack some of these things, you need the shalom of the Lord. You need the peace. And Philippians chapter 4, I think verse 6, says that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Why? Because it guards your heart. And your mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, all that stuff that I just mentioned to you is there to protect you. To remind you constantly. And my heart gets restless. I get worried and I fear because most of those scriptures in Philippians 4 talks about don't be anxious of anything. But in everything, make your request known unto God. So when you get restless, when you get fearful, when you get anxious, you say, "Lord, you've promised me peace. You've promised me peace. Come and protect my heart, but also protect my mind." Soul, bless the Lord. I forget not all his benefits. The last, one of the last benefits, and you can go, and I would love you to add to this list in this week. Please do. Romans chapter 8 says this. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us. From the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't let the devil lie to you. I used to be in a church. Where this Tani used to come. So let will know. She used to say, Pastor, The devil had for me a streep getrek. And this pastor of ours said this to her. Tani, Jy like al soos a zebra. Soos al die strepe, Wat die devil jou getrek het. Don't let the devil take a strip that Jesus is zebra-like eventually. Okay. Neither height nor depth, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Nothing, nothing can separate me from God's love. Turn with me in Psalm 116 verse 12. If you have your Bibles here, 116 verse 12. The psalmist asks this question What shall I give? What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? Because, you're, I mean, would you agree with me? Those things are great benefits. Would you? By a show of hands, who's, who doesn't know? Who, won't, who doesn't? It's great benefits, hey. So now the psalmist is asking this question. He says, What shall I do? because of all that the Lord has done for me and I want to give you some practical things I've learned something in life in preaching don't just fill people's heads and their hearts but you never fill their hands that they do something so now you know how to do this okay so let's fill your hands not just your heads tonight and your hearts but let's fill your hands how to come and posture yourself before the Lord tonight okay I believe there are five areas that we can render or give our hearts and ourselves. In other words, you make a decision in your heart to give yourself to the Lord. Romans chapter 12 actually calls it your spiritual worship. What does it look like to come before the Lord? Your spiritual worship. Okay. So number one, if you're taking notes, is faithfulness. To be faithful. I almost want to add with it to say that you are faith-filled as well. But faithfulness. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Can you see Paul never called himself Apostle Paul? Always his name and his function, never his title and his name. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. You continue being faithful. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Part of the fruit, not the fruits, it's nine fruit. There's one fruit, but... Nine sections, really. See, it as a big watermelon with nine sections. It makes one fruit of the Spirit. But part of that is this. Love. Where's the kids' church guys? Can you sing these? (laughs) Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And there's that one faithfulness. The Lord wants us to be faithful. So how do I stay faithful? Why do I stay faithful to? The Bible says, do not neglect the, the gathering of the saints. I stay faithful to that. The next fact that word that Donnie just read in, in Acts chapter 2 is a devotion. That's a faithfulness to the word of God. A faithfulness to fellowship, a faithfulness to breaking bread, in other words, to do communion together, but also do that in our homes, and a faithfulness to prayer. Leave your Bible, bit al kadah. I mean, that's basic. I mean, it's as simple as you can get, but that's what it is. Be faithful in that. And I tell you, my friends, if you stick with the basics, It is so amazing what the Lord will do. Just being faithful with a little bit. Faithful with your time. (inaudible) Quip (inaudible) dictate (inaudible) eight, said the Bible in Afrikaans. Redeem the time. (inaudible) Quip it date eight. Don't just sit in front of your Xbox aimlessly. Don't just flick through two and a half hours of TikTok videos. That's not (inaudible) whooping the date eight. That's just wasting time. Spend time with Jesus, man. But I don't know. I mean, it's awkward. It is always awkward. But when he speaks, it's beautiful. When he touches you. When he says, my son, come sit on my lap. So I can. My kids are now at that awkward stage. Will it be I just want to cuddle you, you know. My daughter's 11. She'll be embarrassed if I even tell you this story. Can I have a kiss? No. Or they'll go. Like in the air. God doesn't want to do that. He wants to actually have a relationship with you. Like we've just seen. Faithfulness. The next thing is we need to be loving Jesus and putting him first in everything that we do, in all the decisions that we make, we put him first. That's living according to his will. You see, when, when he prays that and he says, soul bless in other words he says not my will but your will be done god that's what jesus did in other words be obedient so okay. pardon me the two things and i said this before and i want to just reiterate it the two things that people gave away that adam and eve gave away in the garden was faith and obedience faith because satan came and asked them did god say You should not eat from the tree. And then he says, well, God knows that if you eat from it, that you will become like God. You see, that is, today's society is all about becoming like God. And you know how we live that out today? How we we cover that lie? Follow your heart. Be what you can be. No, no, no. I want to be what Jesus wants me to be. I don't want to follow my stinking heart. Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things. No, no, no. I don't want to follow my heart. Don't, don't let those things. There's a lot of scriptures still. I think. Are they dead? Is it dead? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it lasted just that long. Thank you, Jesus. I don't follow my own heart. I want to follow what Jesus wants me to do. I want to follow his will. Obedience. 1 Peter 1. Let's quickly turn there. If we don't have any overheads. Let's turn there quickly. Sometimes good to see it on paper. But you read it for yourself. 1 Peter 1. Verse 22 to 23 says this, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, for in sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed, through a living and abiding word of God. Obedience. If you're making notes, go read Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 as well. Romans chapter 12. It says this I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. That's where it is. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind—not the removal of your mind, the renewal of your mind. Okay, some guys just remove their minds. Okay, leave it in the cubbyhole when they come to church. Think. God's given your brain to think. Think. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The third thing that I'm seeing is a willingness. To give ourselves sacrificially. We see this in that scripture as well. A holy sacrifice in Romans chapter 12. Give yourselves. To live a yielded life. To live transformed. That word transformed is the radical change that we see from a... From a, 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 a what do you call that thing? A risper? Huh? A caterpillar, thank you. A caterpillar to a beautiful butterfly. It's the word metamorphoa. It means a change. That is what happens when Jesus changes your life. When he uses the word tr- be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's metamorphua, It's that radical difference. People will look at you and go like, what happened to you? What happened to you? You were this little caterpillar two days ago, and now you're this beautiful butterfly. What happened? Because I've been transformed by Jesus. Constantly, we need to be transformed to look more like Jesus every single day. Every day. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, if you guys want to turn there quickly. First book of Thessalonians. Got it. What? We have one. What do we have? <laughs> we have... Whoa, You guys are amazing. I love this church. (laughs) Troubleshooting. There we go. I've got it there in front of me. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body. You see, that's what you are. Spirit, soul, and body. Be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Willing, but you need to stay willing. It's like clay in the hands of the potter and allowing him to mold you constantly, okay? The fourth thing that I see as how I can render my heart and give my heart is to be spiritually hungry. Stay hungry. A real desire to grow and be used by God. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Hey, it's gone. It's gone again. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. That's why we have Bibles. That's why we have Bibles. We've just become too accustomed to those things behind us, I think. Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. Blessed are those, and this is what Donnie just prayed this evening. Thank you, Lord, for just reminding us. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Keep on staying hungry for righteousness. Keep on being thirsty for more of Jesus. And the Lord says that he will satisfy you. And then lastly, how do I give myself is to have a teachable attitude. And the book of Proverbs and Psalms is full of that. Teach me, O oh Lord, your ways, that I stay in your ways. So in other words, keep on listening to the word of God. When God speaks, actually do it. You see, when, when he said in Matthew 28, he says, "Go into the world. It wasn't called the great suggestion. It's called the Great Commission. But I think Christians think that it's a great suggestion. Did he Is it me? Should I go? Is it, who, who's going? Yeah? Who's going? we all called to go. And each one of us, we need to listen. And each one of us need to keep on listening to what the Lord is saying. Be teachable. Stay teachable. Hebrews chapter 13, 17 says this. Obey your leaders. I can almost quote that scripture. It's Something I live by every single day. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them. For they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account, every leader in this house will give an account for your souls one day. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For that would not be advantageous to you. That would not be an advantage if we struggle leading you. But we one day, I'm going to stand in front of the Lord. In actual fact, as a teacher and as a leader in this house, I'm going to stand before the Lord. And He's going to keep me into a higher account of what I taught. And also, who I taught and how I taught you. So as leaders, we, are, we take this thing serious. We stay teachable. We listen to the Lord. So in closing, as disciples, we should be teachable, faithful. Spiritually hungry, willing to give ourselves as a sacrifice because of our love for Jesus. And remember, He loved me first. You see, human nature does not like obedience. We don't like to obey. Neither does it enjoy. You see, that's the other thing we gave away. Apart from the, fa- the fact that we gave faith away, the fact that we said, well, did God say? We, she ate. We ate. We all ate. We're all sinners because of what Adam and Eve did. They disobeyed. In other words, we by nature don't want to obey. What's the youngest? Paulus. Paulus, you old out your kind now? Week and a half. Totally disobedient. By birth. By a stout. You can't do this. You can't do this. Well, I see dummy said, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Totally disobedient. The Bible said it: that I was born in iniquity. Proverbs fifty-one verse five: My mother conceived me in iniquity, in sin. I was born in sin. We are born sinners. But God, rich in mercy, so by by nature we are disobedient, and neither do we like to face costs. Hey like when when you when you drove over speed limit and you get caught and you got to go pay it apparently nobody likes to pay that so in light of his benefits and all our privileges we enjoy let us not settle for a, a level of discipleship of christianity that's acceptable to us but rather we press on to the goal And we offer ourselves as living sacrifices, like Romans 12 says, that are acceptable to Him.